This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 74. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Dove Gordon to the Baller Circle. Dove is the founder of the Alchemist Entrepreneur Limited. He helps consultants, experts, small professional services firms build a steady, consistent, predictable flow of ideal clients. He helps them with building simple marketing and selling systems that bring them all the clients that they want. And I stress the importance of simple because sometimes people get stressed out because they think of marketing and sales as something that's super complicated. But Dove has the magical ability of breaking these things down into easily digestible bits that uh, that anyone can follow if they follow his steps. So Dove, I'm really happy to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Michael. Awesome. So is there anything you wanted to add to that introduction? Um, I think I think you, you said it better than I did. You were Sounds very good. very generous. Now let's live good. up to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dove, I I'm curious about um, you know you're you're a client ex- acquisition expert, um, but I'm I'm curious about how you grew up, what your life was like, and kind of what what gave you that first spark of I want to be an entrepreneur. I. Let's see. First spark. I was selling candy bars in elementary school, which is actually a story I've heard from another number of people say over the years. Uh, Maybe you've heard it too with other guests. I was one of those people. I was selling candy bars and blow pops in in school. There you go. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not. I think that was the first thing. Uh, You know, at some point I discovered the uh, that you could buy the the bars in bulk and boxes, and then you know, quick profit. So you didn't have to know very much. Anyway, um, started with that. At around age 13, I discovered the self-help and business sections at the li- the library, and uh, I think like the first self-help book I read was Million Dollar Habits by Robert J. Ringer. I think he's still around, although I don't know that he does very much. Um, and and that just opened my eyes to a whole new world. And then after that, I just would read whatever I could from the business and self-help sections of the library. Uh, on all different business-related topics. And then after I got married, and uh, it was time to figure out what to do, I came across the idea of business coaching at some point, and I found a course that I enrolled in, in uh, to study business coaching. I never bothered taking the tests at the end because I didn't go for the certification. I went for enough skills to get started, and it gave me what I needed to get started. And ever since then, I'm always seeking out the best mentors and teachers and coaches for myself and just been stacking one skill upon another upon another and slowly but surely figuring something out took a long time many many years first seven eight years or so were really difficult (laughs) so can you talk a little bit about some of those struggles i mean now you're you're really successful but what were some of the the challenges that you had to overcome on your road to becoming the the success that you are now well, the, you know, my story is being somebody 
who like you know that you're smart, you know you're intelligent, you know you're capable, you know that you really care, your heart's in the right place, you're not just looking to make a quick buck, you really want to help people, you want people to hire you for, for what you can do for them. You look around and you see other people who don't seem to care as much as you do, they don't seem to know as much as you do, or they don't seem as skilled as you are, but they're doing better. And it's frustrating because you don't know how to talk about what you do in a way that helps your ideal clients see that, hey, oh, I should give Dove a chance. Dove is the one who can help me. That's the one. And whereas all these other people who are really good at talking, really good at presenting themselves, they have more of a natural charisma, they seem to have it easy. And it's a, that's where I came from. And maybe it's not fair, but it, you know, it certainly does seem to me that you know, I wasn't one of those naturally charismatic people. But I've had to learn to compensate and, um, you know, I've take the path of mastery versus the path of the charismatic guru, both legitimate paths. Hmm. I like that. So, so how did you, I guess, how did you overcome that? How did you figure out like, this is what I can do to get people's attention if I don't have that, you know, charismatic personality type? Well, I mean, there's the the short answer and the long answer. Of course, the long answer is uh, the many painful ex- experiences along the way, but the, the the shorter answer is the the insights and the process that I eventually discovered, and that's what we help clients with. Uh, beginning with recognizing that the very first thing you need to do to to do or to understand is that you have to get the attention and the interest of your ideal client, and coming to realize that there are only two things that your ideal client is ever interested in. And that is you have to talk about a problem they have and don't want and or if to talk about a result they want and don't have. And as simple as that is, very few people know how to do that. And they don't know, they know they have, they struggle to do that for one reason or another, but that is the very, the foundation it's, it's about creating what we call the eavesdrop effect. Hmm. So I know you have a very specific framework that you that you teach your clients uh, for getting this consistent flow of ideal client uh, that you keep your clients to teach them to get their own uh, consistent flow of clients. Uh, so what, what is the framework and how does it work? Well, the here's the thing. You know, there are a lot of people out there teaching tactics, lots of tactics, Facebook, LinkedIn, who knows what. We won't even bother you know, listing them all. Um, what I came to understand from my own frustration and my struggle is that all of these tactics could work and all of these tactics could fail. So it's, it's not, and it's impossible for me to, to do everything that everybody says I need to do. So there must be something more fundamental, something that lies beneath the surface that we're missing. So I asked myself, when they work, why do they work? And when they fail, why do they fail? And I realized that in what people call a marketing funnel or a sales funnel, or an online funnel. Well, it doesn't really matter. Those are the details. They're they're all built on top of the same foundational framework, the same underlying structure, and it looks like this. The, in order for somebody to go from complete stranger to happy, happily handing over a nice amount of money for your product or service, they need to answer yes to three questions that, that their brain is going to ask. The first question when they come across you, it doesn't matter what tactic you're using, their brain says, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So they come across your podcast and they, maybe they see it mentioned somewhere and their brain goes or they see it on their list somewhere and they oh, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? And some people will say yes and some people will say no. Those who say yes 
when they come across that again podcast is one example but i'll just just to broaden to be clear this is the same thing if you're running facebook ads if you're giving speeches at conferences if you if your linkedin page if you post articles on twitter or whatever it might be as when you come across your ideal client when they come across you with whatever tactic you're using their brain goes first question question one should i pay attention is it interesting and if your marketing and selling system causes them to conclude hmm yes that is interesting then instantly they have a second question. And that second question is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? Who are you? And if your marketing and selling system causes them to conclude, yes, I can trust you, then instantly they have a third question, which is, is what you recommend right for me? Is what you recommend right for me? And that's it. If you're at that point, that, that would definitely be sales, your selling system, whether it's a sales conversation or a sales letter or a sales webinar, whatever, you know, it's all the same. You have to package and present your expertise in a way that leads them to conclude, yes, this is the right recommendation for me. And then congratulations, you've got a new client or a new customer. So recognizing that everything is based only on three core questions. Now, uh, like the reason this matters is because you ask most people, what's the purpose of your marketing funnel? You know, again, that's one of these buzzwords that everybody throws around or marketing strategy or marketing tactics, whatever. What's the purpose of it? And usually they'll say, well, it's to fill your pipeline, it's to get leads, it's to close deals. And all those are true, but those are oversimplified answers. I think that you know, simplicity on the far side of complexity, to paraphrase Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., the simplicity on the far side of complexity is to recognize that everything you're doing has to be in order to help your ideal client answer yes to one or more of those questions. Should I pay attention? Okay, you got me interested. Can I trust you? All right. As I see, I can trust you is what you recommend right for me. Is that, is that clear? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So as I'm thinking about these three steps, I'm thinking about, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who think, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I definitely have something that people want to pay attention to. I'm, I'm trustworthy. And, and, uh, and I think I can get a yes to all three of those questions, but then they go out in the marketplace and it doesn't work. Um, how is there, is there a way to, I guess I'm, I'm thinking, how, how can I test if, if, you know, my perception of my, uh, and I guess the answer is, you know, go out of the marketplace and see if some people, people are interested. Right. But, right. but like, how do I know what to fix? Right. Yeah, that's a great how question. How does that work? That's a great question. And the reason I think it's a great question is because one of the most frustrating problems that we see people have, and this has been my, my problem for many years was there are so many I don't know what to do. You were overwhelmed by all the different things that everybody says we should be doing. What do I do first? How do I prioritize it? And then you try something and it kind of maybe works a little bit and then st doesn't work and you get stuck and okay, now what? Do I continue trying this or do I try something else? So that's the, I'm going to show you how to, how to know the answers to that because at the end of the day, everybody wants to get to a place where you have a simple marketing and selling system, a simple marketing selling plan that you actually believe that if I follow this plan, if I do these steps, then I will get clients. I'll get leads and some of those will become clients. And that's what we're looking for. So, you know, the, 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 let me break it down a little further. Okay. There, we say that there are two pieces that you want to put in place to help your ideal client answer yes to each of each question, right? So question one, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So the first piece is what we call marketing, marketing helium. Right. And the idea is that you've got to understand right, in a helium balloon or in any balloon. Right. If you blow it up with hot air, it falls to the floor. If you fill it with helium, it soars. Same balloon. Doesn't matter what color the balloon is. And that's the same thing with tactics. Right. It's this tactic or that tactic. If you fill it with marketing helium, 
it will get their attention and interest and it will work. If you fill it with hot air, like we see in most LinkedIn groups, people just <laughs> talking past each I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just talking past each other. Um, that's called noise. And what happens is their ideal clients poke their head in a LinkedIn group and their brain goes, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Uh, no, just a lot of people talking past each other. I'm out of here. I'll check back another 6, 12, 18 months, see if anything changes. So the, 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 the first thing is, is marketing helium, which is really this. This is what makes whatever tactic you're going to choose later on soar. And that is, what is the problem that your ideal client has and doesn't want? What is the result they want and don't have? And you've got to get really clear about that. And I can give you a couple of examples because it's not, it's not what you do. You know, it's not about what you do. It's about getting really clear about a problem they have and don't want and or a result they want and don't have. Now, I'll, I had a, a couple of examples. I had a client who, who was um, – she had been the head of marketing for a billion-dollar construction firm. And then she left the firm tired of corporate politics. Turns out many of our clients actually are corporate refugees – they hmm. I'm good at what I do. Uh, I'm sick and tired of the corporate games and limitations. I just want to be doing some good work and be well paid for it on my schedule, some traveling and, and so on. So they'll, you know, they'll go out and start their own consulting and coaching business only to discover that marketing and selling your own expertise as a car, as a consultant is very different. It's a very different skill set from succeeding in the corporate world. So she was really struggling. She's uh, wants to be a management consultant, a leadership consultant, and it just after a year of doing that, she found herself just making websites for people, which is not at all what she wanted to do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So she ended up joining our Plenty of Clients 100 Day Sprint. And, you know, I asked her, I said, make a list of problems that you could help solve, results that you can enable. And she made a, a list. And I looked down that list and I picked something. I said, you, you know, that's it. You could build a business on that. And what, what it was was she said, well, I can help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. Now, imagine the difference between talking about, well, I'm a leadership consultant, I'm a management consultant, versus I help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. You mm -hmm. can hear the difference. Yeah, much more specific. It's much more specific. Mm -hmm. You can feel the difference. Not only that, but if you're a potential client and you're listening to one consultant say, I'm a management consultant, I'm a leadership consultant, and another one says, I help companies solve the problems they have from that employees to valuable to fire, who are you going to want to talk to? Yeah, definitely the latter. <laughs> Be because, because instantly you get a sense that this person understands what I'm going through, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's an example of a problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have. Now, that's why we call it marketing helium because if you then use that as, as the – if you infuse that kind of specific messaging based on a problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have, if you infuse that into your, your tactics, which is a later stage, later step, then it will work. It will soar. If you just fill it with hot air, which is talking about what you do or the, talk about things in very vague and general ways, one of the big mistakes people make is they, they try to talk to everybody. So, so like they're afraid to, talk, to zero in on a specific problem because I can help with lots of things. It's a very, I struggled with that for years until I came to understand that it was, just a, it was an illusion that was slowing me down. So, so I said the first question they're going to ask is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? And there are two pieces we want you to put in place to help them answer, yes, I should pay attention, is interesting. Number one is get really clear about a problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have. And that would be, for example, in this case, struggling with an employee who's too valuable to fire but is really causing problems. 
Uh, and then craft that into the second thing. Second piece is a simple, compelling, head-turning message, which is, in this case, I help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. And I know it sounds so simple, and, and in many ways it is. Just most people need a little help doing it. Um, but that's it. Those are, those are the pieces. That's it, right? So because if you then talk about in that way, your ideal client comes across your message. It doesn't matter if it, it, what tactic you're using. Right? Let's say you're giving a speech at a conference. You can talk about, you know, you can sound like every other leadership uh, speaker and talk about engagement and, you know, whatever else leadership people are talking about today. Or you can do a, a you know, you can do a, a session on how to solve the problems you have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. I think that you'll get a good audience with that, I suspect, right? Yeah, definitely. So, I so mean, I think, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I think that the thing that's so powerful about that is I, I have come across so many people's websites and so many people's bios and even talk to people in conversations when they first give you their, their spiel of like what they do. And at the end of it, I'm like, I have no idea what you do. <laughs> like, it's so vague and so like mm-hmm. full of jargon and whatever else. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't even know what that means. I have, would have no idea if, if you would be someone I want to hire. Cause I still have no idea what you do, but, but the way you put it, uh, and, and the way that you just crafted that, that initial message, um, it makes it much more clear. So the person knows like, okay, now I know this is for me because this is the problem that I have. So I like that approach a lot. Absolutely. So, so then once you have that, right. So now whatever tactic you're using, right. Let's just whatever that is. So however you're going to get in front of them, if you, this is what we call the eavesdrop effect, right? Because when you talk about a problem, they have and the want result they want, don't have, it's, it's like you imagine you're sitting at your co- favorite coffee shop, you know, reading the paper and drinking some coffee or whatever you like. And minding your own business, but suddenly you overhear something at the table, the next table. And now you're still staring at the newspaper, trying, but you, you, your eyes can't even see the words because you're really straining to listen to what's going on at the next table. You know what I'm talking about, Michael, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you've, yeah. you've done that, right? We've all done uh-huh. that. So, but that's really what we're trying to create because your ideal clients are going at, about their own business and you need to get their attention and interest. So the only way to do that is is to talk about one of the only two things that will actually get their attention and interest, right? And people are only interested in a problem they have and don't want and or a result they want and don't have. So this is it. I mean, this is what it has to be about. Now, I will say, because earlier on I talked about there's the charismatic, the path of the charismatic guru versus the path of mastery. And I will say that, and we'll come back to the steps in a minute, but this is, I think, where so many people struggle. There are lots of people who are doing very well because they have very strong charismatic personalities. Now, there are some people who use that as a crutch and they don't actually have any substance underneath. And of course, that's a problem. But there are some people who actually do, you know, they've got strong personalities and they've got, they work hard, they've got a lot of substance. And that is a legitimate way to grow a business. The problem is that there are far more people, I think, like me, who aren't necessarily the natural, you know, schmoozer and aren't necessarily the, the charismatic guru type. Um, and we have a lot to offer. And we look around and we see all these big personalities telling us what to do. The thing that they are usually unable to teach, which is such a big factor in their own success, is the personality part. Hmm. You can't transfer that. And so many people are struggling because they're, you know, whatever number of steps down the path of the charismatic guru, and they have this feeling in their stomach, this like this this not, which is like this is not for me. I'm you're telling me to be somebody I'm not. You're telling me to do something I'm not. What do I do? And then they're going, they're being pulled in different directions. They're not clear. They're frustrated and they're going in circles, overwhelmed and and conflicted. And what I came to realize is for myself and for many of the clients that we help is that there is another path, fortunately, 
And that is the path of mastery. And the mm. path of mastery is the path that I'm, I'm laying out is that if, if those of us who may not have that strong asset, uh, or at least if we don't think we do, and that's just about the same thing, right? So, so then we have, to, we have a different advantage, and that is that we have to learn, we can often get to the essence of something, get to the underlying structure of something and master it. We tend to probably be more structured thinkers, perhaps more analytical. We can use those strengths to, to get really compelling at every step of the marketing and selling system, and we can also build a very successful, thriving practice, you know, business. Does that make sense? Right. No, it definitely does. Huh. I like that. I like those steps. Um, so I, I, when, you, when you talk about the, you know, the, the interest part, I get that. And then when you move into you know, the trust factor, is the trust factor also um, something that you think is accomplished by the, you know, the messaging that you talked about before? Or, or is that a longer process? Like how, how do you so, so there, get people there two to, more get steps. to move into that? Okay, right, great. So, so <laughs> again, the first question to get their attention and interest, should I pay attention is interesting. That's what we call the eavesdrop effect, the problem result, and the simple, compelling, head-turning message. Now, once they, once they come across that, again, however you do that, then their next question is, okay, can I trust you? Are you for real? And for that, you want to give them some kind of taste, some kind of hand-raising free offer or lead magnet, as people call it. Or, you know, and we see these all over the internet. They're everywhere. It's, it's at your local bakery. Try this little new, new cake we came up with, piece of cheese, whatever. And, and we see it online. The problem is that um, many people struggle to do it in a way that actually works for them. So there's step number three in building the marketing and selling systems, three of six, is your hand-raising free offer. And that is something that enables your ideal client to get a taste. So it could be that you're giving a talk at a conference, and, and they, they're already there. They're gonna, they could choose, because you have a really good title, like we said before, they will come to your session over somebody else's session, and what they're asking themselves at your session is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? Who are you? Like, do you really know your stuff? And do I get the sense that you care about me or are you just trying to sell me something? Hmm. Same thing with webinars, same thing with articles, same thing with anything. So the third step is that is the hand-raising free offer. You need to design it in a way that accomplishes three things. The, to be a really effective hand-raising free offer, Harfro as we call it, or a lead magnet, it has to accomplish the following three objectives. Number one, it has to get the attention and interest of your ideal client. So it has to be built on the eavesdrop effect and the, and, you know, the marketing helium and the simple compelling message. Number two, it has to help them answer, yes, I see you know your stuff and I can trust you, meaning you do that by giving them, helping them begin to solve their problem, helping them begin to get their result in a way that is free or low cost for you and easy for them to start, right, and actually meaningful. So that's what you'd want to do in your talk, in your webinar, in your PDF, ebook, or whatever it is you're going to do. And the third thing it has to achieve is it has to help people who are most qualified and most ready realize that for me to fully solve my problem, for me to fully get the result that I want, I should reach out to you and find out how you might help me uh, further. So we've helped you begin to solve the problem, but you, it's pretty clear that if this is a problem worth solving, or, or it, it, it's going to require more than we can just do in this webinar or whatever it might be. Is that clear? Yeah, yeah, it is. I like that. So that's the third piece. And then the fourth piece is now you have to get that hand-raising free offer in front of your ideal clients consistently and systematically. So that's the part where we finally get to tactics. This is where we create a simple get-noticed sequence, a simple process that you can repeat 
day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, whatever the steps are and however long it takes so that every single day you're showing up, you know exactly what to do to get your ideal clients, your hand-raising free offer with the simple compelling message in front of your ideal clients, give them the chance to request it, to go through your lead magnet, and some of them will reach, will want to reach out to you to find out how you can help them fully solve their problem, fully get the result. The big mistake that, that I see, and I'm curious if you see the same thing, is people skipping steps one, two, and three, right? They never really get clear about a problem result. They never really craft a simple, compelling message. Actually, you talked about seeing that too as well. Like, what do you actually do on your website? And and if they create a hand-raising free offer, it doesn't really, it's not designed to achieve those three things, the three objectives, but they're out there doing things. They're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're running, they're giving speeches, but they don't have the foundation, the foundational pieces that will make all their activity effective. So they're doing and doing and doing, but there's no marketing helium, there's no foundation, and therefore they're going in circles. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I definitely see that a lot. And and just to tie this this bit up, when you so once you're out there and you're working a simple get notice sequence, a simple plan of which the the the, the idea is let me put this hand raising free offer in front of my ideal clients, give them the chance to raise their hand and request it, uh, and some of them will move further until they want to talk to me. So because they go through it and their brain says, okay, I got, is that interesting? Yes. Let me sign up for this webinar. Let's say, Hmm, let me see watching this. Wow. This is different from everybody else. It's not the same crap that everybody's saying over and over again. You didn't start off by just telling me who this webinar is for. It's only for people who want to make more money and you know, nonsense like that. Um, <laughs> so, so you start to, uh, so you start to, they get a sense and then like, wow, that was really helpful. I can see my situation more clearly. I better understand why I'm struggling. I really should reach out to you and take you up on that offer to talk to see if you can help me further. And what has just happened is they've answered yes to the first two questions. Should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Yes. I opted in for your webinar. Okay. Got me interested, but can I trust you? Well, this webinar is different. I got a different. good sense that you actually care and you know your stuff and you presented things in a different way than I've heard before. So now um, I see I can trust you. Final question, is what you recommend right for me? Well, that leaves us leads us to pieces number four, uh, five, and six. Pieces number five and six. Piece number five is what we call the elegant sales conversation, and piece number six is your easy yes offer. And mm. in a sales conversation, and I do believe um, that it's really critical that people learn how to sell something one-to-one before they try to sell it one-to-many. Uh, you've got to learn to lead the elegant sales conversation. I think people, a lot of people are afraid of sales because they see sales as manipulating. It's getting somebody to do something. That's not true. Um, I see sales as leadership. Sales is leadership. That's it. Um, we can discuss that if you want. And then the final, the final thing is that once they feel you deeply understand them, they're naturally like what well, yeah, Michael. If you ever, if you describe a, a problem that you have to somebody, a result you want, and 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 you can tell they really understand you. Like they like they they kind of summarize it in a way that makes you feel. Yeah, wow, you really get me. What's the natural next question you're going to want to ask? Hmm, how can I work with you? How can I, yeah, how can I get or, more of yeah, or what do you recommend? Yeah, what do you recommend? Like, you know, if somebody's like, if you're describing, a, even if it's not a sales situation, right, but you're describing a problem that you're stuck on to a friend, mm-hmm. and your friend really, you know, if your friend doesn't get it, you're not going to ask, well, what do you think I should do? But as soon as your friend kind of, says, yeah, I, I, and then summarizes your problem perhaps more clearly than you did yourself, you're going to, you know, your eyes, you, you'll suddenly feel lighter and you turn to him and you say, wow, yeah, you said that really well. 
you get it. What do you think I should do? It's hmm, a, it's right. a, it's almost a reaction, and that's 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 what we're trying to create in the final stage over here. What do you what do you recommend? Wow, you get me. What do you recommend? A big mistake people make is making recommendations too early. Well, here's what you need to do, but you don't even know me. I mean, you're just <laughs> treating me like 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 everybody else. We've all been in that situation. So those are the three the three questions. And I think of that as the underlying structure in every single marketing and selling situation. And we need to learn to see the invisible. And that's the underlying structure. When you can see the underlying structure, going back to the question you asked, how do you know what's working? Well, now you can start to break it down. There's always a constraint. There's always a bottleneck in every marketing and selling system. If you're going out there and talking about what you do and you and you're putting your message with however you're doing it in front of people who really should be interested, your ideal clients, but nobody is even looking your way or nobody's responding, nobody's taking a next step, then obviously your message is falling, is failing. So you, that's where you need to focus on is I don't understand the problem they have and the, want, the result they want don't have or I'm not articulating in a way that they recognize it. So hmm. that's, the, that's where you need to focus first. If, let's say, you are getting... You know, people are saying, "Oh, you got me interested," but then you lose them afterwards. Maybe they still think you know they'll, they'll raise their hand, they'll come in your direction, get your 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 um you know your your webinar or whatever it is, and then they don't take. People are not taking steps after that, and obviously there'll always be the few who do and the many who don't, right? But like you're not getting enough. Like you really feel like, hey, this is not working. Then you need to ask, well, I'm getting their attention, and interest, but then I'm losing them over here. Uh, what am I doing that's losing them? Well, I'm probably not leading them to feel that uh, they can trust me, meaning either they think that I'm a slimeball who doesn't have their interest at heart or I'm getting their attention and interest and then they're coming – You know, they feel like I'm making, maybe I'm making it too complicated and they can't see themselves – you know, going along the, the the path that I'm pointing to, or they feel that uh, it, it it's not really relevant for someone in their situation, or I mean, there are different places that could break down over there, right? So it's not they're not moving further. So I need to take a look at what am, how can I um, look at the hand raising for offer, um, or perhaps the the get notice sequence, um, so that it's it is um, it. it People are, are wanting to move to the third question. They have to be answering yes to that, can I trust you question, or they'll never get to the third question. And then finally, if people are talking to you, and I was like this for a long time, I had this situation where I just didn't know how to sell anything. Um, you know, People will talk to you, and then you know you can help them. You're in a conversation with them, and you, you really know that I can help these people, but you just – Either you, you don't know how to like – you're winging it in the sales conversation. That's a big problem that, that we see that I used to have and that I've come to, to really master. And we're, we teach that to people now. You've got to learn to elegantly lead your next sales conversation. Uh, and and it's, it's relatively simple, but it, there's a skill set there. Uh, and then you know how you package and present your, your offer, how you offer it. All those things matter. So once you recognize that everything is based on these three core questions and there's a – a piece or two that you're putting in place to help them answer yes to each question, then you can diagnose where you're getting stuck and focus your attention and you know on fixing your tightest bottleneck, your tightest constraint. And then when you get it fixed, your flow through of your entire system increases. Hmm. I like that. So uh, you, you mentioned earlier a couple times the uh, selling with leadership. What, what what's involved in that, and how does how does that work? So the way you know the way I think about it, sales is leadership. 
I'll just elaborate what that means. Mm-hmm. Sales is not convincing anybody of anything. The job of a leader, the job of a leader is, I, you know, I'm here. I mean, first of all, no, in order, in order, I'm not going to follow anybody, and you're not going to follow anybody unless they're going somewhere that we want to go, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that's number one. Now, um, the the idea of sales being high pressure. I mean, there's there's of course a basis for that, but that's of course. That is that is a reputation that is built on the kind of the worst, you know, the the, the worst of the of the lot, you know. That that's that's where the reputation comes from. It makes the best movies, good media, and so on. But sales really is recognizing, okay, you're here, you want to go over there, I can take you there, and there are going to be these difficulties and obstacles along the way. I've I know how to navigate those. Would you like me to lead you there? That's really what sales is. Obviously, there are details, and leading a sales conversation requires a number of skills. But um, that's what sales is. It's like, hey, look, let me understand. Are you in this kind of situation really? Like, is this really the problem you have and don't want result you want to have? Tell me more. Like, help me understand your situation. And when I deeply understand your situation to the point where I feel I understand it and that you're somebody I can help, and just as importantly, you feel that I understand your situation and that I'm somebody who you'd like to follow, who can help you, then you are very open to my recommendation, to my offer, to my proposal. And that's why sales is leadership. But a lot of people come into sales conversations or strategy sessions or whatever you want to call them, uh, and, and they're feeling pressured, like they have to get this person to see something their way or to, you know, they feel like they have to do something to the other person. And what they're doing is they're putting unnecessary pressure on themselves and unnecessary pressure on their potential client, and that's why it doesn't work. Huh, I like that. So, Dova, I really like uh, I really like your process. It's very systematic, very easy to follow, very step by step, and it makes a lot of sense. And and as you talked about before, that's really important for for someone to be able to have that aha moment that they see, oh, this person clearly has a way to lead me from where I am to where I want to go. And I think you definitely have a process that that can help a lot of people do that. Um, so what I wanted to know before we close out is is for people who are listening who are thinking, I, I want to learn more about this process and I want to figure out how can I go from, you know, struggling with client acquisition to becoming successful. Uh, how can the Baller Circle learn more about you and get in touch with you? Um, well, what I'd suggest is we have a, um, a free f- a class called The Missing 5%, The Honest Secret to a Consistent Flow of Ideal Clients. And this is because like, we found that so many people are not missing more information. I mean, you probably see the same thing. I mean, what I've described, we're not, this is not like about new information, about secret marketing tactics and so on. It's, it's about a deeper understanding of why things work when they work and give me a simple plan that I can follow the steps that actually make sense, that I can understand it. So uh, one thing people can do is go to dovegordon.net forward slash missing five, M-I-S-S-I-N-G, and then the number five. And it's three short video classes that they can watch on the spot, where we go into um, into these ideas in a little more a little more depth. Hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, Dove, I really appreciate the time. Uh, glad to have you on the show. You provided some great value, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, connecting more in the future. Same here, Michael. Thanks for having me. And I've uh, I'll just say, if anyone happens to be starting with this episode, I've listened to a number of your other episodes as well, just to to really better understand uh, where you're coming from. And 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 I they're very very good, very well done. And uh, I encourage others to listen to more of your episodes too. 
That was customer acquisition expert Dove Gordon. Thanks for being awesome and joining me on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Be sure to listen next week. I'll be speaking with podcast editing and marketing consultant Christy Hostler. And Christy will be talking about the state of podcasting, how to get your podcast under control, how to do editing right, how to do marketing right, and really grow your podcast up and to prevent people from pod fading and quitting in the podcast business. So in the meantime, you can check out the show notes for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.